The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Good afternoon, everybody. Eric France and Andrzej Salveson. Thanks for joining us on a Monday. Hope you had a good weekend. Get ready to start a new week with uh, we got the championship series in baseball going on. Last night, the last night of the NBA season finally came to a conclusion, uh, and the Lakers put a stamp on it in a dramatic fashion to win uh, the 17th championship for the LA Lakers. Uh, we had some interesting games in Monday and uh, excuse me Sunday night football and throughout the day on Sunday and college football and. Other games going on in baseball and very busy weekend and uh, definitely not a a lack of choices for uh, sports and what's going on. And uh, Ajay's I been Ajay's been sitting at home uh, throughout this whole thing and uh, <laughs> lots of opportunities to watch whatever he wants to watch for however long he has to watch it <laughs> because he's got nothing else to do. You know. You've been giving me so much crap about being in quarantine. You know, I thought you would actually have some sympathy for me, but no. Nope. No sympathy at all. Here well, I am. Not everybody can sit around in their underwear and just watch sports all day long, AJ. Hey, not listen, I not, not everyone can take vacations like you paid vacations and go out and come back with a nice healthy paycheck. Unfortunately, I'm not one of those guys, so <laughs> I don't want to hear any freaking... You know, pissing and moaning from you right now. <laughs> I'm serious. Okay, I've been stuck inside this damn house for how long now? Since last Wednesday. Haven't moved. Been totally obedient. And I, uh, and so I'm just going ballistic. Losing my mind. And here you are. Well, not everyone gets to sit around and just hang out <laughs> at their house all day. My hell. So, Ajay, you got to, you got to observe a lot of the sports that happened this weekend. <laughs> And we'll we'll get the chance to talk about those but college football. We had uh, several ranked teams facing each other. We had a busy day in the NFL, <laughs> Major League Baseball, the high school football on on, uh, on Friday. So now we know the the final standings in in the Region Eleven, uh, and a short week this week for some schools. So there's there's a lot to cover and unpack. Basically is what I'm trying to say in this hour uh, and, and next hour as well. Um, don't forget, next hour, a couple of things to, to pay attention to and to uh, um, plan on. At 5.15, we will do the uh, we'll call out the uh, bread and butter, the old gristmill bread and butter play from the Skyview football game on Friday. If you were listening and you heard what that was, that's your opportunity to call in, identify what the play was, and if you get it right, you get four loaves of bread from Old Grist Mill. That's always yummy. Also coming up next hour, a conversation with Utah State Offensive Coordinator Bodie Reeder. What is this offense looking like so far? Gary Anderson has been hinting at uh, some very different changes to the what we've seen the last few years in the USU offense. Just how different will it be? And who's emerging as the starting quarterback for USU? We'll find that out from Bodie Reeder. Coming up next hour. So, uh, and also we got baseball games going on as we speak. 
So we'll update you on those as they continue to unfold. Um, Ajay, let's let's start here by looking starting on Friday and recapping uh, a busy night in high school football. The last night in the regular season for uh, region play um, for the uh, Region 11 for the Utah schools. The Idaho schools still have another week uh, of region play to 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 go through, but um, I, I don't know that I saw really any upsets or or surprises with the way things played out in Region 11. No, I, I think if anything uh, surprising from last the uh, final week of Region 11 play was how Green Canyon dismantled Logan. I think, or uh, excuse me, how. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, how Green Canyon dismantled Logan, but then also what Skyview was able to do to Bear River. That really did surprise me. I saw that game, Eric, being underneath seven, maybe six, and, and Skyview was in control the whole entire way through, looked absolutely focused, uh, you know, especially on a road game when you pretty much have the Region 11 titles uh, sewn up in your hands, and they just they come out ready to play football. You, I, I could not be more impressed with Skyview Bobcat High School football, their coaching staff, and their players. What a performance they put on. Yeah, they really did. I mean, they, they you could tell from the get-go, they were determined to set the tone early, to send a message, and to just go out there and, and play their best football. They are the number one team in the state, and they wanted to prove that they still are the number one team in the state, even though it can be tough tough to, to play and, and win uh, in Tremont and in Garland. But uh, Skyview took care and uh, took control of that game early and, and sent a strong message, not just to Region 11, because it's it's been known now for a few weeks they're the the top team in the region, uh, but really to the rest of the state that this team can win on the road and win against different styles and in tough environments. Yeah, and and they've and they've won games in all different types of formats. Right, Green Canyon was kind of that. You know, they tried to slow the game down um, and, and take the air out of the ball and. And use up clock, and I mean, they just they kept getting in their own way with you know uh, you know turnovers and penalties, and and lo and behold, you just can't give Skyview any sort of room to run, like you just can't. And they took care of the uh, they took care of the Bears again in really impressive fashion. Another game that really surprised well, me. I know wait, it's not but, Region Eleven. Well, hold on. before you move past that Skyview Bear River game, just uh, and one yeah. additional thought about that is that Skyview continues to show that they can score and affect the game. In more ways than just offensively. Yeah. <laughs> uh, special teams, <laughs> Isn't defense. That impressive? Yeah, they just continue to be a very dynamic team in multiple phases. And I think that's what's different from this year's team to the last year, maybe even two years, Eric. Uh, look, their, their offense was always the team that putting up points. Now, don't get me wrong. Their defense did their job. I mean, their defense was physical, got after you, and would force you into three and outs, consecutively and sometimes even a whole entire game a three and out that's how good that defense is but rarely did you see the defense put up points like they are this year you hardly ever saw the special teams put points on the board like they are this year this skyview team is most all i see all-around team the best all-around team in the 4a class i might even add within the ranks of the 4a and 5a class I think they're one of the better teams. I think they could hold their own with some of those 5A football teams. Yeah, yeah, just as balanced as they are offensively, defensively, and even on teams. Uh, you were starting to say there was another uh, game that, that stood out to you over the weekend. 
Outside of Region 11 football, Eric, what about Bonneville dismantling and undressing Box Elder? 42-14 to clinch the region championship. It's the first time they've won a region championship since 2002 when Ryan Zimmerman and those guys uh, on a coin flip went to Bonneville. And if they, if Mountain Crest won the coin flip, they would tie for the Region 4, at the time Region 4 title. And uh, instead, uh, they were up by 10, and then they were down by 10 with... Uh, you know, about 30 seconds left. Ryan Zimmerman had a really bad night, and, and Bonneville ended up beating Mountain Crest and securing the region title for themselves. But, I mean, the, we know how tough Box Elder can be. We know they've had kind of an up and down, but they were starting to gain some momentum. Boy, impressed with what Bonneville did, though. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Box Elder started out the year uh, not really great. I mean, they were in some games. They had a lot of games that were determined by, like, five points or less or a touchdown or less. Uh, and, uh, and then they started to get into region play and really started to turn some things around and went on a winning streak. And, and they were playing their best football in region play. But Bonneville, Bonneville's been a team that's been really good pretty much from start to finish. Some region 11 teams faced off against the Bees, and they saw that firsthand, Bear River, Mountain Crest. Uh, but that, that Bonneville team playing some really good football, and they win their division, in which – Honestly, I'm not overly surprised just watching how Bonneville has played all year and how they looked against some other Region 11 teams. Uh, but, uh, you know, give credit to, Bo- for, to Box Elder for how they were able to turn their season around and be in the running for a region championship. Yeah, they're not done yet. And uh, there's plenty more where that came from. And I think they're going to be a, a, a tough out this, uh, this uh, upcoming state tournament. But uh, looking at the 4A uh, rankings uh, from uh, the Desert News: Skyview's nine and zero, Pineview's eight and one, Ridgeline seven and one, Snow Canyon seven and one, and Park City seven and two. I would imagine that's how your top five is going to be in the RPI, no matter what happens this week uh, during the fall break football to uh, conclude the season. Which means that uh, Skyview and Ridgeline could see each other in the semifinals. Which is such a shame. That's such a shame. Like that. I mean, we've always heard like there's a de facto championship game, right? Where you see the two best teams meet in the semifinal. That would be the de facto championship game. Honestly, it would be. I just Ridgeline is such a potent offense. Skyview's got this all-around team, but Ridgeline gave them a run for their money um, when they played at Ridgeline just uh, a few weeks ago. Look, Pineview's going to be good. Yes, Snow Canyon's good. Yes, and Park City is good until they get to the state tournament. But you just don't know which team's going to show up, right? I mean, anybody can have a bad day. But we know who Ridgeline is. We know who Skyview is. And in my mind, they are the two best four, the two best teams in 4A football right now. And and that's going to be the case going into the state tournament too. Expect those two to be in the final four. By the way, just an update on the 4A football playoffs. Uh, the champ, the semifinals and finals were to be staged at the University of Utah. That has now been moved. Semifinals will, will uh, the playoffs up until the semifinals, and including the semifinals, I should say, will all take place at home sites. And then the oh, championship wow. game. Oh wow! Championship game will now be held is is scheduled to be held at Dixie State. Oh shoot! Oh, that's not good. So uh, that's. If it happens to be two teams from Region 11, I wonder if they would be willing to move that further north because of travel concerns and, and ticket opportunities. But as of right what? now, 
this what day is that? Uh, the semifinals is at home sites, and then the championship game on November 21st will be held at Dixie State. What day is that semifinal game? Uh, let's see, November 21st, and it's currently scheduled for noon, a 12 o'clock kickoff. So that's when Utah State's at Wyoming. So maybe if Skyview and Ridgeline are in the semifinal game, instead of playing it at Skyview, you could just move it to Utah State and play it at Maverick Stadium. That would be fun. That, that would be and, – and, and I know this sounds crazy. I know people are going to laugh. But let me turn back the clock a little bit here, Eric. In 2000 and 2001, back-to-back years, Mountain Crest and Logan were in the state championship game. They both played. They played both those games at Romney at the time Romney Stadium, and even in the snow, Eric, in the snow, it was very well attended. When in the following year, in 2001, when it was picture perfect, beautiful, it was nearly packed. It was. Pretty darn full to watch Logan and uh, Mountain Crest duel it out for a chance in the state championship game. I would imagine that if Ridgeline and Skyview were to meet up in the semifinal game and you said, you know what, let's get this game at Utah State. Utah State's on the road at Wyoming. They'll be, uh, they, they leave Friday so we could easily get a game in there. I, I would tell you right now, it would probably be near full. Honest to Pete, it would be. Well, uh, of the 5,500 that they should cap it at oh yeah that's the other thing too huh attendance wise which you know um utah states according to john hartwell looking at 5500 as their cap for max attendance at the you know at the utah state um in their facility so uh, if they were to to move a high school game there i would imagine they'd have to try to keep it at a similar cap if they're going to allow their venue to be used. Now, University of Utah, the reason why it's not being used is the Pac-12 has said, we will not have fans in our arenas. So the University of Utah, which has normally hosted these championships, now cannot, at least not have, well, they could, but you can't sell tickets. And so UHSAA, reading between the lines here, is saying, okay, we're going to go find a venue where we can sell tickets. And have uh, still hosted. So, and, and you know what? To be honest, uh, they've been doing this in basketball a little bit and uh, trying to move it around to because the schools in the south always have to travel north if they want to play in the championship uh, for football. Um, and uh, I know that it, the basketball tournament got moved down to Cedar City a few years ago. Ajay, you got to go down there and hang out with that and, and do that. Uh, I, I'm not really uh, strongly opposed to them going down to, to Southern Utah uh, for the for the championship. I don't think it signals a, a bias that they're favoring, you know, Region 9 per se. Uh, but I think it's, look, we need to find a venue where we can allow fans, that where we can sell tickets, and uh, it makes it so that maybe some fans who don't normally have that opportunity to travel to see a championship game now will have an opportunity to travel and see a game. Yeah, that that's a great point you bring up. I think some people will say, well, yeah, it is the St. George Region 9 bias that they get a play here and that. No, it, like with COVID, the way this year has been and the restrictions and the oddities of the way this football season for college is going to be, you can't have your 
you know, beggars can be choosers seeing. That, that, that's not going to fly this year. Whatever's available, you are more than happy to take. And whether that is at Utah University, whether or that's at Dixie State, you say thank you. We are honored to be a part of this. We are honored to be in the state semifinal, the state championship game, and we'll go and play there if 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 needs be. Um, that's I think that's the way you got to look at it this year because things are just a lot more different than they were before. So looking at the other classifications, um, it looks like Dixie State is the designated venue for four A and five A. Southern mm. Utah University mm. is a designated site for at least the semifinals in 3A. And then the finals, Dixie State will be the finals for 3A. So Dixie State's the finals for 3A, 4A, and 5A. 6A is just to be determined. It has not been, they're not uh, not making that announced just yet. It just says mm. TBA on the 6A brackets. Yeah, they're probably trying to figure something out, too, because if Utah has a home game, it depends what time that game is, because we still don't know. Because, I mean, usually you could play, like, a morning game and then have the college team, you know, Utah or Utes play at night, right, against whoever it is. But we still don't know the times of these games yet, so we're still waiting to hear. Um, now, it's also a possibility is that you could have an afternoon game for the Utah Utes for a kickoff, which starts at, I don't know, I mean... Say it's 11 a.m. They're done by 2, 2.33 at the latest. And then by 7 o'clock that night, you can actually have a semifinal or championship game. So, it's, it, But it's just a lot of work and there's a lot of communication that needs to be done. We're still waiting for times of games. As you know, Eric, for uh, all the schedules, we don't know what time the Pac-12 is playing their games at. We don't know what time Utah State or the Mount West Conference is either. So that's, uh, that's still information that we're waiting to hear. Well, yes, that's true, but I, I think it's pretty clear that the University of Utah is not going to be a potential venue. Uh, there, if, if 2A, 3A, 4A, and 5A are all going to be playing their championships at Dixie State, uh, I think that pretty well signifies that 6A probably won't be happening at the University of Utah either. Hmm. Uh, the U hmm. was not allowing fans in their arena. I doubt they clearly looks like they're not going to allow fans in non University of Utah events, so I, I don't, I don't think that it would be reasonable to expect that it would be uh, the six A championships would be at the University of Utah. So it, it, what that venue is, that's still to be determined and to be announced for six A. Well, all those six A schools are on the Wasatch Front, and so they've mm-hmm. got to find something. Uh, sending all of them down to Southern Utah doesn't make sense. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, uh, but again, it's just funny locations, and and if you're gonna play at a college stadium, working with that university to see what their times are, but you know, if Utah University yeah, so where is would out, it be? I, I guess that's, what kind of venue would be available? Yeah, if that's no, off you're the right. Table, would would BYU be a potential site? They wouldn't. No, they wouldn't do it. Weber State's not doing any football activities until the spring. Because is is BYU still all grass at their place? Yes. Right. Yeah, they aren't going to let anybody touch that field except for BYU. No, that's true. They, they will. They, I can guarantee you that that they will not let anybody touch that field unless it's BYU football. There's just no way. Well, if I it's just remember. one, I don't know the BYU schedule, but if it's just one game for six A, instead of hosting you know, semifinals and finals for two A, three A, four A, and five A, in addition, you know, if they just host one game, 
I don't know. Maybe they could. Maybe they but here's the thing is, and I mean, but there's going to have to be a lot of discussion because with all the games that have been played, all the great games, especially when they feature Utah County teams, I cannot in my existence of my life remember a time when BYU hosted a high school football game. For the baseball yeah, tournament, yeah. they do, but they have never hosted a basketball tournament from high school or a football playoff high school game from my memory. Now, our listeners, yeah, you can text sacred in. grass that uh, no, yeah. no other cleat can tarnish. Yep, you got to have a recommend to get into that, uh, to get onto that field, and obviously, we don't. So, uh, so what other other venues are even available? Uh, It'd have to no, be that's... Uh, the highest, the, the largest capacity six A school, perhaps. That uh, is available. I don't know which school that is, but well, so so here's the thing is, yeah, that's and honestly, that's what I'm thinking. You take the nicest high school venue, and you just play there. Like that's, I think that's kind of what it comes down to. I know coaches are going to be upset about that. I don't know what else to tell you though. Like we're (laughs) we're kind of in the, I mean, because Corner Canyon obviously is probably going to finish number one. Um. And I think they're what they six, they're six A. So if that's the case, uh, I mean you just have to find a really nice venue for a high school to play a football game at. That is that is the best it's going to be, and it's going to upset people like Roy, you know, because if Roy has to go to, you know, if it's Corner Canyon hosting a state championship or whatever it is, I just I don't know how to avoid it. I just don't know what other universities would allow you to. To come and play, because I know BYU won't, as you mentioned, Utah won't. Uh, that leaves you Dixie State, but they're already being covered. Southern Utah's already being covered. St- uh, Snow College, I, but do you want to take Utah two Utah County teams and travel to St. George? Or Snow College? That's Ephraim, so it's not as far. But I mean, but for Utah County folks, we know how picky they are. <laughs> you know, if they don't have their meat cooked right on to perfection, they're going to argue about it. But uh, it's uh, it's just it's too difficult. I don't know what you do, and honestly, I don't think UHSAA knows what they're gonna do yet with it. <laughs> no, um, yeah, there's there are some venues, but you know the options are slim. Um, Weber State would they allow their facility to be used, even though it's not being used for any f- football facility or, partic- or uh, activities? Right now, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. other than that, I don't really. Unless you go even further north to uh, to Logan, which I mean, going to Logan would be easier than going down to Snow College. For some yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, but I, I think we uh, begs the question to ask is can can Logan host a high school football game? Logan High School, like no, I mean, like a six day playoff. I mean Utah State. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. I mean, as long as they're long as long as Utah State isn't using the field and but again you gotta ask the question is is it a cap pat or a capacity of five thousand five hundred if it is, because I can tell you right now, if that's the case, um uh that would that would be absolutely so difficult because you know that more than 5,500 people are going to go watch a high school, a 6A high school foot playoff football game at Utah State. Like, 
it's it's gonna happen. I just don't know how you make it work or, um, yeah. Well, either that or it's at a high school field where social distancing really isn't much of a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't envy the Utah High School Activities Association and how they try to navigate these waters. Um, but it, it, it is pretty clear they wanted to be in a venue where they can sell tickets. Uh, that is important. Uh, and I, I totally understand it. Um, but it uh, looks like there's going to be a lot of football being played down in southern Utah. Will 6A follow suit? Because there are no 6A schools anywhere near southern Utah. So, whereas in the other classifications, you find uh, a good handful of schools. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's not an easy thing to try to navigate for UHSAA. And then after this week, They'll have to make that pretty clear because the playoffs are going to begin and the RPI will be set. Now, speaking of games that took place, so we went through and and what happened. uh, By the way, one uh, game we did not mention was Ridgeline, Mountain Crest. Ridgeline just took the Mustangs to the woodshed. Um, Yeah, you kind of saw that coming. Hey, who won our uh, preps pick'em? Do we have a preps pick'em winner? We do. I was just going to mention that. So uh, we... There, the the uh, tiebreaker game for this last week was going to be Rich and Duchesne, but that game got canceled. So uh, when the all the numbers were put in and all everything was tabulated, we had quite a few people who had the same score. So uh, thankfully, our system has a way to to randomly select a winner. So as a random draw here, John Womack. Won the hundred dollars from McDonald's for the participation in this week's Preps Pick'em, presented by the uh, Logo Shop, your Booster Club headquarters for high school competitive and club teams. So John Womack gets to go to McDonald's and stuff his face or give it as a gift to somebody else. But hundred dollars to McDonald's, not bad for this past week. No, that's awesome. Good for him too. Uh, nice job. This this Preps Pick'em thing presented by Logo Shop. Uh, it's been so much fun, and a big thanks to the Logo Shop. And by the way, if you are getting ready for state playoff football, and then getting ready for state or uh, for uh, Region 11 basketball, which by the way is just around the corner, go to Logo Shop, get your gear made, get your gear did uh, with all the all the cute decorations of high school teams that you want, and to uh, make sure you represent your school in the state football tournament, and of course in Region 11 basketball coming up. Uh, logo shop, no one does it better. Absolutely nobody. So a big thanks to them. And again, the press picking contest has been awesome. Eric, I'm excited to have well, a 65 inch yet. screen TV. No, and it's not done yet. Yeah. So there were several games that did get canceled this week, but not all games are canceled this week. So Mountain Crest plays on Wednesday. Their game is still on, from what we've been told. Uh, they play Hillcrest. So two teams in need of a win. Uh, but hopefully uh, Mount Scores can get this one. Uh, and then we still have a lot of our Idaho schools that are playing on Friday. So if you're going to go on and, and want a chance to win two free oil changes from Cash Valley Auto Care, and that's a $100 value, go to our website, 1069thefan.com. You'll see the information there about how to play. Click on the link. Go get registered. Make your picks. And uh, we'll be giving away a couple free oil changes. Um, to Cash Valley Auto Care. So it's still going, and it'll go one week after that because the following week 
will be the, the final week of region play for Idaho schools, and it'll be the first week for the uh, 4A football and 5A football playoffs in the state of Utah. So just a few more weeks left to play, and as you mentioned, Ajay, at the very end, we're giving away a 65-inch 4K TV from Lens Audio and Video. So lots of awesome things we're giving away and uh, with this, comp- with this uh, contest. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a blast. I've had, I've had a blast seeing people win and, and seeing how – I don't know how you get a perfect, like, a perfect score. <laughs> it is so hard. <laughs> you just don't know. Uh, and, and, and maybe this, this, this past week might have been your easiest week, quote-unquote easiest week. Um, but, my gosh, credit to all those who have won and, and for the scores they got because it has been impressive. Well, it's fun because we include – uh, the scores from gosh, how many different schools? Uh, the the six yeah. in Region Eleven: Malad, Westside, Preston, Bear Lake, Rich, and Box Elder. So it's a lot of schools to follow and to keep track of all the schools in our broadcast coverage area. So we have fun doing it, and look for a few more weeks to go and and more prizes to hand out. So go get registered. Uh, one last thing on high school football: just a reminder coming up next hour at five fifteen. We will call out the bread and butter play of the game from the Skyview game. If you recall what it was, you could win four loaves of bread from the Old Grist Mill. So make sure you stay tuned for that next hour. Also next hour, we'll have a conversation with Bodie Reeder, offensive coordinator for Utah State University. He'll join us next hour to talk about the Aggie offense. Uh, We're going to do this. We're going to call a timeout here on the Full Court Press. When we come back, we'll go through the pick six as a way to recap things that happened over the weekend. Who did better this week? Who gets surprised? Either myself or Ajay. I was very, very nervous going into this week. I thought I made a lot of bad picks. So we'll see how it all. Which means out. you ended up winning, huh? No, this is I bull don't. crap. That's well, not know, even man. a tease. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I made a lot of bad picks, and I thought I, I was going to lose, but picks. I actually won. I made Good a heck. Questionable. And I was already down. I already spotted you a two nothing lead. So no, don't give me this baloney. That's no. That's not good. We'll find out next in the Full Court Press. When the open road opens and you're ready to go, we're here at Valvoline Instant Oil Change. With the same stay-in-your-car oil change, the same expert care you can trust, and the same quality service that's rated 4.6 out of 5 stars, where you get in and out quickly without ever having to leave the safety of your car. Let's get ready for the road ahead. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Service you can see experts you can trust now open at 695 north main logan this is jarek with jarek's fine jewelry october is our anniversary month we've been helping couples find the perfect rings for over a decade so to celebrate we want to treat you to an anniversary dinner make it a date night on us come engagement ring shopping or anniversary shopping at jarek's fine jewelry we have over 3,000 rings in stock including the newest custom designs with no strings attached no purchase necessary we will buy your dinner at sweeto burrito the entire month of october come in ring shopping and sweeto is on us make date night special make it jarek's New Horizons Beauty College loves having USU students in town. In fact, they offer 15% student discounts Tuesday through Thursday. They also offer senior and military discounts. The students at New Horizons Beauty College are trained in all the latest trends and techniques. Plus, New Horizons has great prices on the products to help you maintain that new look. All services performed by students and closely supervised by licensed instructors. New Horizons Beauty College, 550 North Main in Logan. Oh, McDarrell has a farm and a 
Appliance Barn. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. Why buy from Daryl's? We have a great selection of scratch and dent appliances at up to 50% off. Get interest-free financing, plus you always get Daryl's outstanding service with every appliance. Daryl's West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. Win a 65-inch 4K flat-screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest, presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the grand prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We all believe our team is the best. Whether you're a bobcat, a wolf, a grizzly, a mustang, or a riverhawk, we can all agree on one thing. Les Olson Company is the best choice for your office technology needs. So if you need to copy it, print it, scan it, or network it, Les Olson Company is there for all of your office technology needs. Just Les Olson it. Visit lesolsonit.com today. Les Olson Company. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Andre Salveson, thanks for tuning in wherever you may be. Listening on 1069 FM. 1390 AM or streaming online, 1069thefan.com. Or if you're listening to a podcast after the fact, we appreciate you finding us and listening. And uh, one of the things that we always do on Thursdays is look ahead to the weekend and try to predict what might happen. We set uh, you know six different lines. We call it our pick six. We each vote to see who's, what's going to happen. And then on Monday, we recap how we did. And I owe, Aji, I owe you for last week, but you're in an undisclosed location, so I don't know, even know where to send my gift to you. Yeah, uh, I just send have to it wait to, until you're cleared. Send it to here to Kokomo's is where I'm at. Hanging out with Reggie, my main man, Monkey, Roxy, Lambie. Yeah, I'm hanging out with him. So, yeah, send me to Kokomo's. Got quite a crew. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, I won't go any further. So, the six things we thought might happen this past weekend. So, um, Dude, and you set me up. You're just like, oh, it's weird. I made a couple bad decisions. Let's see if I won. Shut up. What? Oh. Well, I did make some bad decisions. I was down 2 nothing by the time we got to Saturday. Uh, that's true. Okay. All right, number one. <clears throat> Jay Crowder personal fouls in game five. <laughs> Can we do that? We set the line at four and a half. AJ, <laughs> he had five personal fouls. <laughs> but we, we both uh, took the over. Yo. <laughs> we thought that he would play uh, aggressive defense, and he did. Uh, and uh, worked out for him okay. Um, the next one was number 22, Texas. Facing Oklahoma, it was the Red River rivalry, an historic matchup between those two teams in conference, one of those great conference rivalries we talked about on Friday. 
uh, before the game, the over-under was set at 72. So the, the combined score was between the two teams was set at 72. I took the over. You took the under. Ajay, did you see what the final score of that game was? Uh, the Red River shootout, right? Yes. Yeah, 53-45. There's no, no defense anywhere. Uh, and so it turned out the over-under was 98. I took the over. I got that right. You got that wrong. Oh, well, then I'm – oh, my gosh. The next one, I, I thought I was going to be – I thought that was a terrible decision that I took the over, but it turned out to be okay. Good for you. The other one I thought I was going to get torched on, Carr and Mahomes. Combined passing yards when the Raiders faced off against the Chiefs. Set the line at an aggressive 678 and a half. I took the over. You took the under. Ajay, it was 687 yards combined. Carr threw for 347. Mahomes threw for 340. That was... An incredible quarterback duel between those two, and Carr got the better of him. Surprised to see that? Were you surprised to see how that game finished out? Uh, not by Carr's productiveness, but by the final score. Yeah, that fourth quarter was, I mean, pretty. That amazing. was bonkers. Yeah, that was pretty nuts. All right, so so far I'm up three to one. Uh, the next one, upsets in ranked versus ranked college football games. There were four games on the schedule Saturday that featured a ranked team versus another ranked team. The line was set at one and a half. And, Ajay, there was only one upset in college football with ranked versus ranked. That was Texas A&M beating Florida 41-38. to yeah. yeah, how about that? As good as that Florida offense has been, Defense was definitely shaky against the Aggies over the weekend. Well, what defense wasn't shaky in the SEC on Saturday? Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, but Georgia, number three Georgia beat number 14 Tennessee 44-21. to uh, Number one Clemson beat number seven Miami 42-17. to uh, As we mentioned, um, number 21 Texas A&M with the upset over number four Florida 41-38. to And then the other matchup was number eight North Carolina – Beating number 19 Virginia Tech 56 to 45. A lot, a lot of high scores over the weekend. And perhaps one of the more surprising ones was unranked Missouri beating number 17 LSU. The Tigers really struggling in their defense of the national title. Man, how come the Aggies couldn't get this year's LSU team? <laughs> no kidding. I'm dead serious. Like, Jordan Love would have had a heyday. Uh, by the way, number 24, Iowa State, beating Texas Tech 31-15 to for anyone who cares. Henry Columbia, 10 of 12, 115 yards and a touchdown. I don't know why he's not starting. Alan Bowman sucks. Like, I'd rather play Jake Landina quarterback for Texas Tech than play Alan Bowman. I, I thought he did start. Was no, I think Alan. Was the starter? Uh, didn't Alan week? Bowman start? Then Bowman and start, and then Colin came in late. Uh, you're right, Alex. Alan Bowman did start. Yeah, that's why they were down like 21 early. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, uh, we'll find out more about Utah State quarterback situation next hour. Stay tuned for that. Um, 
But then the more in our pick six. So right now, I'm I'm up four to two. Good for you, dude. And then we get to our final two. Tom Brady interception. Will Tom Brady throw an interception at Chicago? Yes or no? He should have thrown two. He he did not. Uh, so I got the that one correct. And then Giancarlo Stanton hits versus Tampa in game four. Line was set at two and a half. He only had one hit. I got that correct with the under. So, Ajay, I had a perfect pick six this week. Jeez. Aren't you, aren't Just, you proud of me? Aren't you happy? I really miss when I couldn't hear you. <laughs> oh, his foot's off the bag. He's safe. Sorry, what were we talking about anyways? <laughs> I'm busy. You're, you must be watching baseball. We've got a game going on right now. Oh, man, it's it's saucy right now, too. Hey, hey, let me ask you something, though. The ranked versus ranked matchups. I actually thought we'd see a couple more upsets. I was really, really disappointed in that Clemson-Miami game. That wasn't even close. Yeah, I thought that was going to be really good. You know, Two top ten teams squaring off against each other, two teams that looked pretty good going into the game. But uh, Trevor Lawrence and that Clemson. Oh, isn't he just awesome? Just, wow. Chewed him oh, up. Man. Travis Etienne, he's been amazing for Clemson, too. I don't think he yeah. gets enough credit. Just, I mean, like that was their like, one game where they, you know, hey, look, we're on national television, primetime game, and we have a chance to put on a show to prove that we are the best team in the country. And my goodness gracious, what a butt whipping that was. Yeah, it was. And, uh,. uh are you know um, the other game that kind of surprised me? BYU really struggling to get past UT San Antonio. Yeah, that was ugly. That I mean, uh, it was more they just came out lackadaisical. Now they got a big game this Friday night versus Houston. Obviously, um, that's their first real test of this season. But Eric, even with that, they still move up one spot in the rankings to fourteen. They're still undefeated. Um, yeah, I mean, you look. You can say what you want, but they haven't lost yet. Yeah, they are, they are ranked 14th. That game is going to be Friday at uh, 7.30 on ESPN. BYU only favored by three uh, in this one. Houston had a bunch of games earlier that had to be canceled and moved and rescheduled because they had coronavirus outbreaks. Uh, so they, they're just one game into their young season so far. But uh, BYU uh, headed to Houston for their game on Friday. Uh, we're going to do this. Let's call a timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, Ajay's been watching baseball. We'll get an update on what's happening right now between the Rays <laughs> and the Astros. And uh, we'll also get into the, what happened with the NFL, what happened in the NBA last night. It's all ahead coming up on the Full Court Press. Sometimes we just need the taste of warm, fresh baked bread made the old-fashioned way, you know, just like Grandma used to make it. Old Grist Mill in South Logan, Logan, and Smithfield makes every meal taste better with the right bread and other baked goods. Every day, bakers mix simple ingredients to produce baked bread and scones, bagels, muffins, and other amazing products. Drop by the South Logan, Logan, and now Smithfield locations for fresh bread and that famous lunch special. Takeout, curbside pickup, and delivery are available. Old Grist Mill here for you. They're celebrating 30 years at the Logo Shop. They logo everything from pens and water bottles to travel bags and coolers. It's also the season to get your order in for the holidays. The Logo Shop will custom screen print or embroider your logo on shirts, jackets, and other outerwear. You can even browse their inventory and get price quote online at welogostuff.com. The Logo Shop. Logo Stuff. The 
Hi, my name is Josh Watts, and for three generations, Preston Watts Collision Glass has taken care of all your collision and auto glass needs. Windshield replacement is just one of our specialties. We have certified technicians and the most competitive prices in the valley. We will waive up to $100 off your insurance deductible, give you free rock chip repairs, and to top it off, we'll wash your vehicle inside and out with your windshield replacement. Give us a call at 563-3215. At Preston Watts, we do it right. Vehicle tires can be expensive. Express Tire is now located at Express Auto, and we say yes to great prices on new and used tires. That's right, we sell new and used tires. Save hundreds guaranteed. Express Tire, now located at Express Auto, 3200 North Main, North Logan. Express says yes. Win a 65-inch 4K flat-screen TV from Lens Audio Video in the Preps Pick'em Contest, presented by The Logo Shop. Sign up to play at 1069thefan.com. Pick the weekly winners of each high school game, and you could win one of 11 weekly prizes and be entered to win the grand prize TV. Go to 1069thefan.com, and you could win. It's the Preps Pick'em Contest on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Here's Mike Zanino with two out go-ahead run at third base. And the first pitch, line towards left center. It's a base hit for Zanino. Here comes Adamas to score the go-ahead run. And the Rays have their first lead of the league championship series. It's 2-1 to one on the base hit by Zanino. And that was that turned out to be the go-ahead winning run for the Rays uh, over the Astros. And uh, it's a 2-1 to one, uh, victory in game one of the American League Championship Series. Uh, game two underway right now. Before we get into what's going on today in in this series right now, Ajay, let's just recap that one last night. I, I thought that uh, what really stood out to me for the Rays was just how solid they were defensively in, in that game. Just keeping um, uh, Astros runners uh, at bay, uh, picking them off if they tried to do different things, uh, giving a lot of support to the pitching staff. Uh, I was really impressed with that the, the defense of the Rays last night and how well they did not allowing extra extra runs by the Astros. Well, look, there's a difference this year. Last year, the Astros, through the 6th and ninth inning, led the teams in the playoffs, both AL and NL, in uh, batting average with runners in scoring position. Uh, they were so good and so clutch. And last night, you didn't see that. Uh, you had the pickoff play. You had the ground ball double play that got out of a bases loaded jam. Uh, it just continually got themselves, or I guess the, the, the Rays got themselves out of jams because the Houston Astros just couldn't get that clutch hit. It, it didn't come from Altuve. It couldn't come from Korea. I mean, the list goes on. Everyone was, uh, you, you always hear the, the phrase in baseball, pick up your guy. Nobody did that for the Astros last night. It comes back to bite them. Give credit to uh, to the uh, to the Rays uh, who hit the uh, who hit that homer in the uh, in I think the fifth inning. Who was that? Uh, the who hit the home run? Yeah, in the fifth inning. I believe it was in the fifth inning. That was the last run scored, wasn't it? Or was there one more? Was there one more home run hit? Uh, I think there actually might have been one more home run hit. 
I can't remember anymore. <laughs> I have to go back. Uh, so let's see. Uh, I know um, Arazarena. Uh, yes, that's it. Thank you. That's run. who I'm looking for. That's who it is. Yeah, because Zernino he hit the uh, Zernino hit the the RBI single. Yep, and then the yeah, and then the home run came next. Um, and, and then it was a moonshot too, and it was just a breaking ball that never broke. It was left hanging in the house, and and uh, and was cleaned up. And and again, just clutch hitting from the Rays, something that we're used to seeing from the Astros, and didn't see it all last night. Uh, the total, what was the total amount of base runners they left in scoring position last night? Let me look here. I don't even know. I, I should know this. I don't. They were, in fact, they were two of eight. With runners in scoring position last night, the Astros were Maldonado was 0-1, Altuve 0-1, Correa as well, Diaz 1-2, Tucker was 1-2, and Gurriel was 0-1. Meanwhile, Eric, the Rays were 1-8. of eight. Yeah, They weren't much better, but no. both teams left guys on base. Uh, the Astros left 10 guys, in the, in, uh, as the Rays, as a team, they left 9. So, not like either team necessarily was dramatically better than the other. No, but it's it's just situational hitting, right? And again, you saw a lot of swings and misses um, pitches yesterday outside of the zone. There was a stat on ESPN, and for the light, or to see me on the TB, TBS yesterday during the game, and I can't remember what the stat it was talking about. What the Ray uh, or how many strikes the Rays had swung at that were outside of the zone, and it was horrendous. If you're an Astros guy, horrendous. Uh, Altuve reached on the final strikeout on a breaking ball that was well outside, even in the dirt. Um, in fact, Altuve's been horrible today. Uh, he has a couple of errors, and he struck out a couple of times. He hasn't seen the ball well. Uh, Springer yesterday was one of five. Um, he also was swinging at pitches outside of the zone. They're too anxious. They're not patient. They're not waiting for their pitch. And I can tell you right now, they are sure as heck guessing, too, on some of these pitches. And you can tell that they're guessing because when you see what they're swinging at, it's coming way late. And if it's coming down the middle, they're, they're just, it's just way too late. Redick is also another guy who's been struggling with that. Um, he went one for one last night. He was a DH. He was a fill-in or excuse me, a pinch hitter. Uh, but just not smart hitting from the Astros. A team that was patient all of last year has not been patient at all this year. And you can see how much it's just killing them, especially with guys in scoring position. Well, today, Tampa got things started off in a big way. Zunino uh, and uh, Margot with big home runs to get things started. Yeah, this has been, uh, again, same situation. Because Houston has once again had themselves in situations where they uh, should be getting a, ba- uh, a base hit. Uh, with runners in scoring position and just can't like I, and and errors has also been a huge problem for the Astros. Altuve has two errors. One of them was on a shift where he was it was an easy ground ball. He goes to field it and then uh, one hops his own first baseman from like 20 feet out, if that. Uh, the other one was a uh, another ground ball, it, just a basic Sunday service hop, and he misplays that. Uh, I think it was uh, who was it last night? Uh, Correa. Last night had a ball going from his right to left, or something from his left to right. Should be a routine ground ball for any professional baseball player. He got lazy with it. Just the lack of urgency from the Astros in this series so far has been really shocking, and it's not something we're used to seeing. So again, uh, two errors by the Houston Astros, all both of them by Altuve. Uh, they haven't swung it well. 
Uh, Springer, Altuve, and Brantley are your top three hitters, and they are right now combined three for 12 uh, between the top three. In fact, if you put Bregman in there, they are three for 16 right now out of those three guys. That's just not going to get the job done for you for the Astros. Uh, so far, yeah, with runners in scoring position, uh, Houston is 0 for 5. They've left Jeez. eight guys on base so far. Wow. And by contrast, Tampa has only left three on base. Uh, right now it's in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, two outs, no runners on. And uh, right now Tampa leads 4-1 to one, uh, in this one. And then coming up later on tonight, it's the first game of the National League Series. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm nervous. I'm terrified. I just, man, like we, we know how good this Dodgers team is. And we do know how good the Braves are. Absolutely. But this Dodgers team is just so freaking loaded. Uh, they they've, did finish the season 43-17. and 17. Tonight it's the, hard, it's the hard-throwing rally of Walker Bueller versus Max Freed. Uh, Walker, we know what Walker is, right? He's a straight-up uh, high baller um, with an incredibly quick release and a fastball. I mean, it comes about 92-93 on you, and you've got to pick it up quick. And if he spots his fastball really well, forget about it. You just There's nothing you can do with it. Uh, he's he's just so talented. Max Fried's a more of a breaking ball guy. He's a lefty, uh, and he but with a lefty, he's hard to read even for a righty, uh, for a right-handed hitter. He's hard to pick up. He's got a great slider. He's got something that's going to tail off the cliff as it gets to the plate. But uh, this, I don't know. Just that lineup of of of, of the Dodgers that they got one through nine. Um, it it scares me. I and and you and I really, as a Braves fan, I'd really like to see Max Freed go at least five innings tonight if he can go six and save some of that bullpen because I guarantee you that bullpen will be needed tonight. Well, or at least are, throughout the series, uh, they are allowing fans into the arena. Oh, cool! So uh, they've already started to come in to watch uh, batting. Practice. Oh, that's awesome! So that will be fun to see. Uh, a baseball game with fans. We don't haven't really yeah. see that very much at all. So uh, I'm looking for. I forgot. I forgot about that. What is it like? Eleven thousand five hundred, something like that, and ten thousand are going to be in the stands. The rest of the other ones are going to be in suites or something like that. So, yeah, that's great. So uh, again, the National League Championship Series game between the Braves and the Dodgers just after six o'clock tonight on Fox, going on right now. Uh, the uh, the um, we're now into the. Uh, ninth inning, which will be starting soon, uh, but the uh, Rays lead the Astros four to one uh, in Game Two in that series, and that game is uh, currently on TBS. If you'd like to tune in and watch that one, uh, hey Ajay, coming up next hour, let's get into the weekend that was in the NFL. We had a really exciting finish last night on Sunday Night Football. We had some interesting uh, upsets or down to the wire games in college football. We had some big injuries that also happened. How does that affect teams going forward? Uh, we also get into Utah State football. We're going to have a conversation with Bodie Reeder, the offensive coordinator for USU, coming up next hour. How things have been going so far in practice and what he's looking for through a couple more practices in their next scrimmage that they have on the schedule. So stay tuned for that. And we'll also be calling out for our bread and butter play of the game from the Skyview football game on Friday at 515. If you know what it was, make sure you call in and identify what that play was. And if you get it right... Four loaves of bread from Old Grist Mill. Uh, It's already making me hungry. 
So we'll get into that coming up next hour and what happened in the NBA Finals as well. So stick around with the Lakers and the Miami Heat going final. And uh, has LeBron cemented his place as the greatest ever? We'll debate next hour on the Full Court Press. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Congrats to the L.A. Lakers on winning the franchise's 17th championship. It might have been the strangest one for both team and four-time champ LeBron James. Not because of how they won. On Sunday night, they showed they were simply a better team than the Miami Heat. That's not to take anything away from the Heat. They're all heart. But with LeBron and A.D., the Lakers' talent eventually overwhelmed them. But the bubble added a whole other element. Maybe this is just hindsight, but if there was a normal season, the Lakers might have actually had an easier time. No one was touching them in the West. Their main rival, the Clippers, just didn't come together at the right time. Then they would have had home court advantage in the finals. Spending three months in Orlando presented all kinds of new challenges, but the Lakers handled everything and played one of their best games of the playoffs last night. Now they get the ultimate celebration. They get to go home. Congratulations on an extremely well-earned NBA championship. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise 